You are listening to the Icehouse Podcast, hosting conversations with gritty Kiwi business owners and leaders and industry-leading minds. Kia ora everybody, welcome to this week's episode of the Icehouse Podcast. Hey, before we got into it, I did want to say we are absolutely thinking of those businesses, owners, leaders that have been affected by the recent cyclones and flooding in the Northland, Auckland, in uh, Hawke's Bay and Napier and any surrounding areas. If there is anything we can do to help, please feel free to reach out. This week's episode of the Icehouse podcast is with Miriyama and Ruben Reed. They are the co-founders of The Cohorts. The Cohorts is a leading digital agency in New Zealand, crafting clever ways to, for brands to connect with people online. Uh, Miriyama and Ruben are based in Toronga, and so this was an in-person conversation about their business journey. Uh, they have been in business for 22 years, uh, how they work together as a team, uh, their strengths and weaknesses, what a day in the life of both of them look like, what the future looks like for them, and how they manage teams as well. They have a fully remote team, so how they actually manage and lead remote teams and keep that culture really strong. It's a really great episode. I know you'll get heaps out of it. Let's jump into the recording with them now. Hi everyone, welcome to the Ice House podcast. It's good to have you here. I am in Toronga recording a podcast with Miriyama and Ruben Reed. They are the co-founders of the cohorts and they are coaching alumni of our Ice House uh, coaching offering, which is great. And it's good to record an in-person podcast as well down in the Bay. So nice to be doing that uh, today. Um, I like to start with a bit of quick fire. Is that cool with you guys? Yeah, absolutely. Nice. Um, Miriam, I'll start with you. When are you most relaxed? Um, I would say uh, I'm into my snorkeling. I grew up on the East Coast, Mahia Peninsula, so it tends to be on the reef and, uh, you know, out snorkeling and enjoying the, the environment, basically. Awesome. Love that answer. And you live in a good place to yeah. do that sort of thing. Um, what does a day in the life of you look like? Um, so due to various injuries over and too many years in front of a screen and laptop, we have now gone to Pilates. So I've just sort of got into that. I like to start the day out with Pilates, good, strong coffee, follow up on accounts. Um, and then we tend to do a little bit of discussion about staff and planning and strategy. Mm. Um, my hours are pretty relaxed, so I like to try and mix it up a wee bit um, with a bit of creative sort of to spend my day as well. Awesome, I love that. Book or podcast you recommend? Book, uh, an old classic I'd have to say The Bone People. Mm, um, and so yeah it's just you know it's very New Zealand um, and the author she was a very strong manawahine so yeah something I've, I've probably always held as, as one of my best reads. Yeah, yeah. Awesome, love to hear that. And what excites you most about 2023? This is an <laughs> interesting one. So we've just expanded the team, which I'm really grateful. Oh, that has cool. been our greatest challenge, has been recruitment for the last couple of years. So um, we have a couple of very senior guys who have just recently um, expanded the team. So work-wise, it's um, new, you know, larger team and, and all of that brings. Um, and then in personal life, it, it's actually seeing where our oldest son uh, develops. He's gone into a building course through school, mm. at school, um, and it's really nice to see him find his passion, you mm. know. Love yeah. that. That's cool. 
Uh, what about you, Ruben? What, when are you most relaxed? Uh, similar to uh, mids, actually. Um, uh, fishing is my big kind of passion. So I get out on the ocean and enjoy uh, rock fishing or fishing off a boat or off a kayak. Yeah. Um, I also do a bit of free diving. Um, so I enjoy that when I get a chance to do it. Um, and uh, yeah, Mahia Peninsula, you know, um, diving for crayfish, collecting seafood, crayfish power, fishing wow. off the beach. You know, it's good. It's good kind of downtime. So that's that's probably my my most relaxed. Cool. Good for yeah. the soul. Yeah, totally. What does a day in the life of Reuben look like? Um, generally, start the day with a coffee. Mm-hmm. Um, we go and do Pilates together, um, and uh, and then it's into into the day. Um, sitting at the machine. Uh, looking at um, uh, just a bit of planning to start with and then uh, touch base with the team. Um, the whole team's a virtual team, so we okay. we don't have any, um, you know, we live and work from home. Mm-hmm. Um, we have an office in Auckland now, so the rest of the time is, is touching base with everyone, organising things in the morning um, and then uh, plugging away at anything that's actually um, falling on my plate mm-hmm. uh, and then, yeah, just regular touch base, yeah. Great, yeah, and looking forward to diving a bit more into that remote, you know, management and leading yep. of teams in this conversation. Right. Um, book or podcast you recommend? Um, book, uh, Where the Crawdads Sing. Ah, uh, yes. I read that a while ago yep. on one of my summer holidays and it was just, uh, it was a really cool story, well written and really enjoyed that. Yeah. Cool. Um, yeah, so. Nice. And what excites you most about 2023? Similar? Uh, yeah, yeah, similar to mids. Um uh, I'm, we're in the process of delivering quite a large uh, project for one of our clients, so we're looking forward to kind of, we're, we're just kind of in the, in the uh, starting phase of that, mm-hmm. I suppose, and that's going to be quite a large job this year, so um, it's, it's uh, exciting to be getting our teeth into something quite hefty and, mm-hmm. and uh, looking forward to kind of getting that to a point where it's becoming something other than an imagined idea. Yeah, yeah, nice. Yeah. <laughs> See it in the wild. I like that. Yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> cool. I love starting with those quick fire. It helps me sort of, you know, gauge context around you guys and, and how you live and what excites you. Um, and yeah, further from that, um, we'd love to sort of hear the story of the cohorts, how it came to be, what was the aha moment um, um, so I'll take that one. Yeah, uh, perfect. Uh, we were in advertising. Back then it was a very heavily male-dominated um, industry, um, particularly in, in larger agencies. Um, so in all fairness, I just sort of got fed up mm. um, and <laughs> decided to step out and um, start our own business. Back then, a lot of the women that I worked with were very inspirational in business. I worked with Kim Crawford Wines, with Erica Crawford. Um, I did the branding for Art Regional Council Trust, uh, which was the formation up in Auckland. Mm-hmm. So we had Henemore Aldo as the chair. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was lucky enough to be surrounded by a strong woman-led um, mentality in business, you know, leaders in business. Um, and then also I worked for the Monaco, one of my earlier clients was Monaco City Council and the arts programs. Um, Great. I, and of course, Parenting with Confidence. So I did their magazine, their publications, their books. Um, and again, just a, a fantastic group of mm. people who were very inspired and in making a change. Um, so having come from quite a... Um, 
disposable, I guess, uh, advertising campaigns and PR background and all of that yeah. to go into clients like that. I just, I loved it. Mm, yeah. With that purpose element and yeah. driving impact and community. Yeah. Yeah, that's yeah. cool. And so you're up in Auckland at this point? Um, yes, yes, we were. Mm-hmm. And we, uh, Rube joined me about a year later. Awesome. We grew and then we were working with subcontractors, but we started to take people on in a more permanent role when I was pregnant with our first. So that was 16, 17 years ago. Wow, very cool. And Ruben, what were you doing before you came on at the the cohorts? Um, Well, Mids and I were working as a a creative and digital team for agencies. And so I was carrying on doing digital work with the agency I was working with at the time. Um, And then um, stepped out and joined her. uh, and yeah, it took a little while to build up the digital side of the business because she was predominantly print and, and um, design mm-hmm. and, and brand type uh, work. Yeah. Um, and so um, yeah, spent a, a good period of time kind of building that up, and we ended up becoming kind of a, um, a, a contracting team into the agencies when they had spillover for mm-hmm. digital and creative, okay. uh, as well as um, obviously servicing our own clients, uh, yeah. own direct clients. Yeah. yeah. Cool, that's great. And, you know, a big question, but for you guys, what what does that sense of purpose look like or what's the motivation to get out of bed in the morning? I think it's just being inspired. You know, I I love the the biggest thing about the range of clients that we work with and across all the industries is the stories and the people and the entrepreneurs behind a Mm -hmm. lot of those businesses. And I think especially through recent times, we've seen resilience um, and when you're feeling exhausted, all you have to do is think about, especially after that lockdown, what some of our major clients went through, mm. um, you know, and, and they inspire you to kind of think, well, you know, really, uh, let's just get on with it. And, and it's just, yeah, I love the, the people stories behind who we work with. Mm, yeah, that's very cool. Would that be similar to you, Ruben? Yeah, similar. Um, it's it's a lot about um, the diversity of clients and the diversity of people that we get to kind of work with on a day to day basis. Yeah. And uh, I, I do a lot of predominantly um, client facing type work. So for me, it's um, it's about those relationships and maintaining good relationships and being a clear communicator and uh, and managing managing um, client expectations and managing. The team on the flip side of that, and making sure the two kind of don't disconnect, yeah, um, and uh, and ensuring, you know, that um, that things go smoothly. But um, mm. yeah, really for me, it's I, I, what gets me out of bed in the morning is that the diversity yeah. and the and the um, uh, and the client um, relationships really, you know, mm. I find that quite inspiring and and uh, quite cool on a day-to-day basis yeah yeah all about the people eh? that's yeah. very cool I yeah. like that um f- you know started the business 16 years ago or 22 22 years ago, years ago. that's yeah. so cool congratulations yeah. guys yeah. that's a little amazing. while <laughs> <laughs> a little while ago what what's been one of those key learnings from building this business uh maybe something you'd tell yourselves at the start of the journey you know if you could go back in time <laughs> I would say it is not to marinate too long on some of the harder decisions, you mm, know. Like um, you carry your heart on your sleeve and you want to make sure that you're looking after your te- your team, but sometimes you just sort of need to be able to. I think, 
not navel gaze so much you know mm. it, just sort of be confident in your decision and, and see it through and yeah. yeah yeah sometimes delaying hard decisions in business can be um uh yeah can be costly and can be problematic so yeah the sooner those are made the better if you've we got have, a clear path for it then then go ahead and make the decision yeah yeah we have a small team and we need to make sure that they're happy yeah um so yeah yeah, yeah. that's so important yeah cool um how do you guys celebrate success what does that look like for you over the 22 year journey <laughs> i'm very good at making sure and have been really conscious of that right from the beginning so great I love we that. would do things like particularly when you work from home we like to get out and do nice dinners we're foodies we like to go out and i don't know do a walk do a picnic go camping awesome you know just it's kind of special and special time for us to have that time out and just sort of refresh uh, since we've had kids it's it's also making sure that it's family time mm -hmm. you know so when we go to Mahia we lose coverage <laughs> at the top hill before we drop down onto our beach um, so it's probably the one place in the world we're just completely out mm -hmm. um, and okay. it's great yeah. yeah has this um you know I feel like you guys have a really natural sense of balance and just um like a great rhythm with owning businesses and and doing what you guys are doing has this been a learnt skill for you guys or was this a priority from the beginning on we need to balance life and work well i think back when we were in advertising you know it was nothing to go three days without sleep and all nighters to walk into a pitch and it was certainly a burnout industry you know i mean i completely remember um, one campaign we won the pitch but along with that Rube was hallucinating because he was three days down without sleep, you know. Wow. So, and, and that was yeah. just what we did back then. Yeah. Um, so I think we kind of, it was a short time that we were in agency life, but we looked at that and and thought, you know, we're missing out on too much. And, and I think now at our age, you know, we're losing friends and stuff already at our age. And, and that just kind of puts it back into focus. Mm. You, you've got to live now as well. It can't all be about the job. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, why put off something you can do today? Absolutely, like I think that's so important. Did you guys have uh, remote teams from the start, or like before COVID? Sorry, um, or yeah, we um, we we've tried both sides of the fence. When we were probably about ten years into business, we um, tried to have the team under the one roof in the studio with us, plus subbies. Um, but it was a very limited, and I guess for location where we were living at the time. Um, and technology wasn't as advanced as it, advanced yeah, as it is totally. now. So now, um, after we tried that and we decided that actually, no, we, we needed to bring in the, the senior team. And so we reached further afield and we looked at our contractors and it was working better with them. So mm. we, we kind of restructured the business a wee bit, didn't we, about yeah, halfway we moved, through? Yeah, we moved from an employee model back to a contractor model. Mm -hmm. And um, uh, that's that's proved to be um, really beneficial in lots of different ways. Um, uh, probably one of the main ones being our own sanity, not having mm. to, you know, handle mm. um, we haven't got handle the or deal with HR kind of stuff. You yeah. know, it's the, yeah. they're independent. They're senior, they're dedicated to doing the work you're engaging them on and they're available and if they can 
meet those things and communicate well. Um, they run their own hours. They run their own hours. Yeah. You know, they get yeah. work-life balance, and and we get we get um, really good long-term commitment out of out of people because yeah. they've got they've got um, good income coming out of us. You know. Yeah. Um, so. We yeah. I think we're awesome. lucky at the moment. We've got a bit of a golden team. Um, we've certainly had our challenges through the years, and we're in a season of love our team to bits our mm. business is only as good as our team and mm. you know we're lucky we've got some who have been with us for over a decade and mm. yeah they're brilliant that's yeah, cool it's awesome cool to hear have you had points where you're like okay this culture needs a rework um and if so what is something you've done to rework that culture in that moment um i think our biggest rework was about halfway through after about the 10 year mark yeah. Um, since then it is really we were just saying we got the team together on Friday we're all up in Auckland for lunch and we were saying you know we're lucky if that's once a year and as we were driving back we said we really need to make this a bit more often you mm. know we love catching up with them and, and you just sort of have those important conversations about you know home life and family yeah. life and what's going on and, and connect um, yeah, you face connect, to face, connect so, more on a personal yeah. level because it's not, you know, you're catching up um, and it's not about work, you know, yes. um, mm. which more often than not, you know, you've, you've booked in a time, you're doing a, a, a group video and it's a weekly whip or whatever and, yeah. you know, I, I try and take the first kind of 10 minutes to ask each team member, you know, there might be six of us on the call and mm. ask each team member how their weekend was or something and yeah. get a little bit of informal out of that but there's still, you know, you, you're still aware that you've got everyone there and you still need to move on to talking about work you totally. know? so yeah so that that um personal kind of catch up and enjoying time face to face with them all is really important mm. um so yeah we'd like to kind of do that a little bit more i mm. think it's um it's something on the cards going forwards uh, just i mean the team is so diverse as well you know it's quite um i think one of the really neat things about having a having a, a virtual team that um, you know live and work from their own spaces is mm. um, is they can set their own hours they can set their own music they can set their own groove mm. yeah, you totally. know yeah. um, uh, but on the flip side of that they're probably missing a little bit of um, you know um, uh, face-to-face and collaboration and social so you've got to kind of make sure you get that as well to help to balance it up yeah. um, but um, for the most part I reckon it works works really well it's a it's a good model yeah, yeah. for sure no that's very cool um, obviously you guys work together and are married um, how is that dynamic for you guys I'm sure that's been a, a journey of of working out what works for each person would you have any advice for um, you know uh, younger couples getting into business together um, I think you can't hold on to grudges for too long you've got to get on with it mm. um, find your strengths and make sure that your strengths and weaknesses are complementary in business and yep. you know rather than sort of working on the same area of a project together um, I've found uh, and more so over the years but back in the beginning we overlapped a wee bit and we had to sort of define those lines and, mm-hmm. and actually work better in that sense and then as we've brought team members in again um, it's probably more so been my role that has been redefined because I wanted time out to spend with the kids as well not time out but flexibility yeah so I stepped away from the client facing um, and Rube has got really strong at that and and then you see it work 
like the same rule really that works for us works for our team is everybody has their own definition and, and lines are drawn and mm. they're complementary and senior and what they do as well. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. What about you, Ruben? Any advice for those going to business together? Um, I think just clear communication and and make sure that you're as Mids has said, um, make sure that your role is kind of reasonably clearly defined because where the where the issues come is where you've got kind of crossover and one person is thinking one thing and another person's thinking another. Mm. If you make sure you talk about what you're you know, what you're deciding in business and the things you're you're going about doing um, on a day to day and have got a got an agreed kind of path for that, then um, you know it's 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 pretty good. Um, I think too, um, making sure that you take time out, especially um, working from home, and taking time for yourself and and being able to kind of get out and you know for me it's going for a fish or mm. going and doing something with my family or you know whatever those things are to just help to help to give each other our own space as well um, mm. because um, you know uh, and, and often that's that's doing stuff together on the weekends but it's it's leaving it, it's leaving that home space too you know you've got to kind of get out and make sure you go and do social social stuff as well yeah yeah brilliant no that's cool uh, going back to the managing of remote teams, you know, for a lot of people, this is fairly new. Obviously, we've done it with COVID. Um, but is there any advice that you guys have for those that are managing people in multiple locations, um, even to the point of tools or, you know, things that just make things more productive or work smoother? Yeah. I'll let Rube take this one. Yeah, <laughs> yeah well, um, during... Uh, during uh, about with COVID, yes, I was um, uh, twiddling my thumbs because I was locked in the spare bedroom, <laughs> um, and uh, I'd been meaning to do it for a long time. We were using um, three separate uh, systems for um, invoicing, project management, and another one for something else. Uh, and um, uh, I decided that I was going to fix this problem. So mm-hmm. I spent a lot of time investigating um, online um, various project management tools and invoicing systems, and basically just consolidated three systems into one. Awesome. Uh, and uh, so we use a platform called Productive. Um, it may not be suitable for everyone, but it's kind of like a combination of Workflow Max, um, uh, Active Collab, or Basecamp, any of those project management tools. So it's it's quite powerful in the way that it uh, handles um, tasks and projects and assigning those to team members and having client access as well to see budgets if you want them to see budgets etc mm. etc yeah um, and also integrates with zero so so yeah so that tool has made um, the team's life a whole lot easier okay. um, they're not working between three separate systems we've got fairly clear visibility around tasks and timelines and Gantt charts etc on what's happening um, so it's kind of our go, our single kind of go-to for, for where we're spending most of our days working and logging time. So, mm-hmm. yeah. That would have been a great feeling when it all came together. <laughs> You're like, oh, yeah, it yeah, was. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Those projects are big to roll out across a company uh, yeah. that hasn't done it before like that. Yeah, so. well, it took me about a week. So oh, wow. it was pretty okay. much the whole <laughs> the whole time I was in... in uh, in isolation in the spare room was uh, I think it was because it was a unique time for you to have just a singular focus yeah um, true. so it was a great time to overhaul a business system yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was it was not actually um it was having time at night 
basically. It was the out-of-hours time mm. that wasn't the working day. Yes, of course. Where I could, um, you know, because mids wasn't, um, you know, we weren't talking and I wasn't hanging mm. out with the kids. It was just <laughs> yeah. like you're in the spare room. You'd occasionally get a bowl of food sent through <laughs> the, the door. door. Yeah. <laughs> Classic. Yeah, yeah, yeah totally. Yeah. Oh, no, that's good. I like that. The sort of white space, eh, of being able mm. to have that creativity time is so important. Yeah, yeah, totally. So, For sure. Yeah, it was good. On that note of creativity, um, where do you guys land in that? Are you more of the, um, you know, obviously managing and leading the teams, but also some creative direction in there as well? Or is that now handed off to some of your team? Um, We do a bit of a baseline discussion before and working out which designer we're working with, if it comes with branding and everything first and strategy and planning. Um, So we, we don't necessarily... Uh, delve in the creative anymore it's more about which designer we're working with who you know complements this kind of client and and what that connection is Um, traditionally my background was design Mm -hmm. but I yeah stepped away from that and it has been great to be able to not just because we're working with a team of contractors rather than just sort of working to the one or two designers in-house we have a broader mm. pull and depending on what style and you know level of client and yeah and just how in-depth it is so you can trust yeah. the team yeah yeah, yeah. and yeah. we we're lucky enough again to um i mean one of the brand strategists that we work with i originally trained with he and i were flatty so we go back a long way cool. and um yeah, so we've we've got all sorts um, and some more recent designers that we've been working with for the last few years. One in particular, it's really nice to have a woman on the team. She's yeah. brilliant. She's amazing. Great. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Very I think cool. yeah for for us it's it's more about the team. So it's putting putting together and handpicking the team to suit the project and yeah. suit the client and suit the budget. Mm-hmm. Um, and obviously we understand the client and what their needs are. We, we specify uh, um, the scope of work and the project and what the costs are and, and who's going to be working on it, and we pull it all together. But it's, uh, it's um, you know, uh, where um, the qualitative and quality kind of check as well yes, before it goes back to the client. So, yeah. so more often than not, there'll be quite a... A feedback loop where we'll be not you know commenting on and f- feeding back on the work that's been produced before it before it hits the client's desk yeah. and make sure that that um, that's lifted from both a creative and a technical point of view so it meets the needs that we that we've got on the project and mm, yeah brilliant. yeah yeah that makes complete sense uh, just how that you have a, a passion for you know woman um, perspectives and and having uh, women within businesses mm. um, having that diversity is quite a key element do you mind sort of unpacking what that means to you and why that's important um I think I was very much brought up by a feminist mother um had some very influential aunties and I say that with a bit of an east coast description of aunties <laughs> um yes yeah <laughs> but they just you, uh, well, I, I guess we were a matriarchal family, really. Mm. And so you want to make sure uh, that the woman's kind of approach to business, I think, can be quite a bit more caring and a little bit more all-encompassing rather mm. than just a, a sort of a straight-out what's-the-profit-line looking like. Mm. Um, and there's, I mean, you know, both sides... Uh, while I'm saying this just about our entire team are men um, but it is looking at 
having come from those days of where the glass ceiling was very obvious and, and, you know, and just sort of attitudes more of a generation above us, I think, uh, towards women in business, it was really important to make sure that those stepping stones are there and they're acknowledged and that's brought to the forefront of business. Mm. And so um, I think, you know, these days, because I'm not client-facing, I get quite excited when, you know, particularly in, in startup or in, in some of, well, I'm thinking of one woman in particular that we're working with at the moment. We've worked with her for a long time and watching her career track. Mm. She is That'd amazing, cool. you know, yeah. she's she's very determined and she's um, really focused. Um, and, yeah, it's just, it's those kind of personalities that I just, I love to see going through, um, on the client front and and where they're going with business and what they're doing. Mm. Um, I think going back to a family point of view and you know where my sister has we both trained as designers and she has ended up on quite a few boards. She works um, more on our Māori side of things and she's very much a person who opens that door but then gets as many people as she can through that door as well mm-hmm. and that often inspires me watching that kind of scenario as well it is um i think we went in very different directions mm-hmm. um but it's just it's really nice to see she is a change maker yeah great and so i'm lucky enough in outside of family my support crew is is a wonderful bunch of women a bunch of girlfriends we all just caught up on Saturday night everybody it's we're all career driven women mm. um but also all very supportive and full of advice so we try to get away once a year and you know Great during idea. those weekends there's been resignation letters written there's <laughs> been careers changed there's been businesses started yeah. so Great. yeah I think it's that kind of network that just keeps you rolling as well yeah it's that community of um know like-minded people championing each other empowering each other uh, and it's just really cool to hear through your answers that um, natural passion for you know cultural and and um, diversity in, in mm. general very yeah. very cool uh, changing gears a little bit would love to hear about the ice house journey for you guys and um, how you heard about the ice house and coaching specifically so that was me um uh, the ice house has just been around forever so yeah it's such a, a known brand <laughs> mm. Um, our biggest thing with Craig was wanting to, I, I guess the biggest concern was I wanted a coach who was, who could work with our industry, who had the experience in our industry and the digital side of things. Yes. I didn't want it to be as generic as what some coaching can be. Um, and yeah, basically just sat down with Rube and said, look, I want to bring an advisor in. Years ago, we used to have an advisory board and we haven't had that for about the last decade. And Mm -hmm. I sort of felt like we are probably, you know, kind of, well, past the halfway mark in our career and we Mm -hmm. sort of needed to look at where to from here and, you know, and, and how does the cohorts look in 10 years and, and what does it mean for us? Mm. And, you know, are we working our way towards a board or what are we doing? And yeah. so we just kind of needed that outside head. Um, and especially, we actually, we've been very slack. We kind of talk at him. 
Um, and then he tries to book another appointment with us and when we're faffing around and so you know it takes us a bit to sort of get back to him having said that I think there's another email that's been sitting in my inbox for a good couple of weeks so yeah it's it's actually just really nice having uh, an objective voice in the mix yeah of course yeah yeah yeah. so yeah we um we enjoy his insights and his experience it's at a different level to us mm-hmm. um, and having someone with that um, with that uh, history um, uh, applying their understanding and knowledge of structure and process when we're wanting to kind of work out what the ten, next 10 or 15 years looks mm. like for the cohorts um, is, is invaluable yeah. um, so we're, we're really um, enjoying enjoying working with him to go through that process and uh, and look forward to continuing to work with him on it. Mm, mm. Great. Did you have any hesitations, Ruben, when um, you know coaching was presented to you as a next step or advisory, or for, for you was that quite a natural yes? No, we've done it before, so there's yeah. no real hesitation. It's just, it, I suppose, it's when, when we hit a point where we feel like we're um, out of our depth, yeah. um, engaging people that have got that um, experience and knowledge in the areas that we don't mm. is just a logical step. You know, surrounding yourself with people that um, that uh, know the space that you're trying to step into or know the process to get to an end goal, yeah. um, and engaging that that um, knowledge uh, and uh, support in business is is. Um, uh, something that uh, I think uh, you know any successful business person does. Yeah, for um, sure. So yeah. Yeah, no, that makes sense. Um, yeah, any key takeaways for you guys that you have gone and implemented from your discussions with him, and how does the um, how does the arrangement how has it worked for you guys? Has it been a once a month thing, once a week, um, little stints, big sessions? <laughs> We're quite random. Yeah. So when we book with him, it's just, oh, we've got to get right, let's book with him. Yeah, cool. Um, I think the biggest thing, uh, especially at the last session, was venting our frustrations in a couple of um, ways that a um, brand wasn't necessarily being protected in a, in a um, working approach from the client side. Mm-hmm. And... Um, out of that resulted in a meeting and hey let's just talk about this and it was concerned from almost a kind of a brain guardian kind of level Mm. um, just to make sure that all of that work and everything didn't get watered down as too many people came into the mix and um, yeah Yeah. so I think it's just really kind of a sounding board isn't it to throw our ideas Yeah well you've you've got two things that are happening one is that regular touch base um, you know it's and it's it's generally um, at the moment because we went through uh, school holidays and away on etc cetera, etc. Cetera, we're mm. going to get back into it again now, but mm. um, I think it's probably you know between once once a month to once every two months that we're doing a catch up with Craig. Yeah, um, and it, you get the um, on one hand you've got the long term uh, picture that you're looking at and long term kind of planning, and so plugging away at that, making sure that we're regularly touching touching base on that and yes. getting that plan in place uh, to a point where there's actionable items and actionable things out of that that we've we've got to carry out and, and put in place yeah. um, and the other thing is is the 
the um, ad hoc stuff that comes up in the day-to-day operations of the business, you know, he'll be like, oh, so, you know, how has this month been for you? And we'll be talking about, you know, certain projects or issues that we've had or things we're encountering or seeing in the business. Mm. And he'll just be lending independent advice to how to deal with some of that stuff. Um, And... Um, and from that there are some immediately actionable things that will go away and, and do something about, you know. Mm. Um, so just having that, having that uh, senior ear yeah. to, to kind of bounce um, things off and, uh, and ask, oh, you know, what would you do in this situation or how would you handle that? Mm. Uh, or how would you protect this equation for the business, you know, mm. um, is, is invaluable. What is next for you both, uh, personally and for the business? What does the next few years look like in your guys' minds? I think the next few years for us is I would like to see um, currently kind of looking more on the digital marketing side to add more strength to. We already have one person, mm. um, but I'd like to add more to the team in okay. that. Um and I think personal-wise, it is um, we are, our daughter is, a lot of our timelines, you'll notice, are based on our um, family life. But I love that. <laughs> our daughter is year 10. Yeah. Um, when she gets through high school, because our son hopes to look for a builder's apprenticeship at the end of this year, but when she gets through high school, we would like to um, spend more time down on my land. And so that means that, Thanks to Starlink, we should be able to get a connection down the bottom of the farm mm. and split our year going back and forth. Um, wow. Coming down to Tauranga a couple of years ago was because of Rube's family. Mm. Um, and that's been wonderful, and especially for our children as well. Yeah. And so for me, it's a bit more, having a bit more time back at my home yeah. as well, because it's a very remote spot. Um, so that comes with its challenges, but technology, I think, has finally caught up that we will be able to do that in the next few years. So I can see a lot of planning time on my behalf of getting something down onto the point. That's yeah, very special. Yeah, yeah, either a little tiny home or a batch or something mm-hmm. um, down there that we can go and go and do kind of a three to a three to four month stint over yeah. over our new our new summer maybe. So <laughs> it might not be That's the so current so summer. April, <laughs> April, May. Yeah, yeah great. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah oh, it's gosh. still the time yeah. of place as long as we can. Um, get out to the likes of Gisborne or Hawke's Bay, you can fly up back up to the office in Auckland. So, I yeah. mean, we're lucky with that flexibility of working online. Um, you know, having said that, one of our main projects is coming out of Hawke's Bay at the moment. Mm. Um, so, yeah. Mm. Yeah, totally. Thank you so much for jumping on the Ice House podcast and for being part of the, the wider network and ecosystem of business owners. Um, I moved down to Tauranga at the end of 2021 and I've been blown away with just the different local conversations I've been able to have. Um, so it's been great to add this one uh, to that as well. So I appreciate your guys' time. Yeah, thank you for having us. Yeah, thanks heaps, Brian. It's been great.